Hello and welcome to Self Made. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. On our last episode, I interviewed Judge Joseph Wood, who told the story about how he was abandoned in the streets of Chicago and how he turned his tragedy into triumph. Back this week is Judge Wood and his wife, June, to go further into the story. Welcome back to Self Made, Judge. I'm glad to have you. you. June, thank you so much for joining us this time. So, there's just so much to unpack on the story, and I want to bring you back so that my viewers can get uh, more insight into your journey. And I wanted your wife to also add some commentary to it because she has a different perspective. But just real briefly, walk the viewers back through you being found. Right. And then you finding the individual that found you. Sure, and glad to be back. Uh, yeah, so I'm again. I'm adopted. I was. I always knew I was adopted. Mm-hmm. The laws changed in the state of Illinois. They said if you ever adopt, you can have your original birth certificate. I applied for it. Took them some months because they were overwhelmed, and I got a foundling birth certificate. Like your viewers, I'm. A, what's a foundling? You were found a, a kid that was abandoned, and that just blew me away. You were found on this day. I said that's my birthday. They said no, that's just the day you were found. And so for 45. Years, That's all I knew. You mm-hmm. celebrated the day that you were found as your birthday. That's right, because I didn't know that was right. the day I was found. And, but I, it caused me to say, I got to stay on this journey. I'm a fighter. I got to find the doctor who took me into the orphanage, because on the certificate it said, here's a doctor. And I went and found him. He had died in 1999. I wondered, can I find the guy who found me? I found the guy who found me. And he tells a story, again, one of the coldest days in Chicago. He goes out of his apartment complex, and there's this box with a blanket moving, snow and ice. And he didn't know what it was. He took his foot to move the blanket the blanket moved it was a kid in there and it just kind of shocked him he's looking up and down the street uh doesn't see anyone he picks the box up and carefully goes back in wakes his wife and neighbors they're walking around eventually he gets the chicago police to come and they're walking around the neighborhood and they said you saved this kid we're going to take him to an orphanage and so that's kind of been my journey and just right. trying to unpack and learn all that and now june what has that journey been like from your perspective you know obviously you've seen him um uh, deal with right. this situation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. wanted to get answers uh, to unknown uh, questions. What has it been like from your perspective? Well, well, for me, uh, 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 for, for Joseph and I, it's, it's, I've been included during the entire journey because, uh, you know, this November we've been married 30 years. So we've been married a long time. Yeah. So, um, so I was pretty much in the beginning of, of his entire journey yeah. of uh, finding his parents and, and finding out that he was a, a foundling. So, you know, I was there when the mail came. I was there when, you know, he looked at the certificate and, and found out that he was a foundling. I was there when uh, he called uh, 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 Caesar Johnson uh, because when, you know, during his story, he kind of talks about how he was asking his opinion on should he, how, how should he get the number uh, because in case she hangs up, and I'm, I was the one that said, you know, you keep things in your head, just go ahead and just call. So, so during his whole entire journey of, uh, of uh, how it's unraveling, I was there at every step. Right. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's very impactful. Uh, it, he includes his, the, our children, our grandchildren in, inside of his entire journey. So it's been very impactful for us. Emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, Judge, how, how has that journey been emotionally? It is it is exhausting. And I tell you, not having the family that I have, my wife for 30 years and three daughters, wonderful and, and big mm-hmm. champions, uh, and, and three grandkids, two son-in-laws, but they are all fighters and pushers. And so where, <laughs> if it wasn't me, they know this is what I'd be doing to them, urging them on, right. encouraging them, helping them figure it out. 
right. and this time it's me. And so I spend all my time in my head and, mm -hmm. and they kind of recognize that and give me my space to let me kind of yeah. work through it. But then they're there to encourage and push. For and sure. so mm -hmm. uh, it's been a great support system having, having uh, the family that I have, right. so to speak. Mm -hmm. June, I know you were there when uh, the day that the uh, mail arrived, mm -hmm. when uh, Judge Wood expected to receive mm -hmm. his birth certificate mm -hmm. and finally get the answer to mm -hmm. this question that had mm -hmm. been looming large for 45 years, right. who are my parents? Mm -hmm. right. What do you remember about that day? I remember he just came in from cutting the grass uh, uh, and I got the, and I uh, picked up the mail and uh, said, Joseph, you got this piece of mail and was, he was expecting. And uh, he opened it and saw it, and then I saw it too, and he sat down, and he was just so baffled. He was so baffled and confused. And uh, one thing he didn't mention was we had to Google what foundling meant, because right. we didn't know. Right. It was the first time we saw it, especially on a certificate, um, because we were expecting a birth certificate. Right. And when we found this half sheet of paper hmm. saying that you were a foundling, it was just, uh, 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 he was disappointed. Yeah. He was disappointed because that's he, he he wanted to receive the certificate so he could find out who his parents, who his parents were, right. and uh, and and again it, now he had to continue. Now he you know you, you kind of figure I, I'm at the end of sort of the end of a journey, yeah. s somewhat of a journey, but now he had to to, to kind of pick himself up again right. and continue on to figure out okay who are my parents and this is where, what he thought right. he was going to get to. And he, Judge, and that day to. that you opened the mail mm -hmm. and, and, and read the um, certificate, what do you remember about that day and how, how did mm -hmm. you feel after oh reading my. it? Oh my, again, it, on one hand, again, this euphoria, this excitement, this wow, I'm about to find out, read on the, your mother's maiden name and mother mm -hmm. and your father, because I know what a birth certificate looks like, right. and to open it up and, and just stun first, what is a foundling? You were abandoned, you were found. And, and, it just, what do you mean I was abandoned? And again, mm -hmm. so it just really like, how bad was it at that time that right. uh, I was not uh, taken to an orphanage, I was abandoned and, and, and left at this address, and what, what is that? And right. So it was confusion, it was again, she mentioned baffled, I was baffled, mm -hmm. um, disappointed, largely yeah. just, mm -hmm. just heartbroken again, because now after 45 years of an expectation of, man, I'm gonna get some closure, yeah. It just brought a whole nother wrinkle whole to nother it. And, uh, mm -hmm. But again, as I mentioned, uh, I got a house full of girls who are very driven and focused and I'm that way. And I said, okay, I, I got to find this doctor who took me into the orphanage. He's got to remember something. And, right. and I just, it just, I picked up and started, okay, I got to find this guy. So June, that journey from discovering that um, there's a foundling certificate versus a birth certificate, mm -hmm through that journey, trying to locate the doctor. What do you remember about that journey? Well, um, at the time, Joseph, as he mentioned, was working with, uh, the, he was a deputy secretary of state. And he, he went back and forth from Little Rock to Fayetteville, Arkansas. And, uh, cause I was working and taking care of the kids and all, and he was working and all. So he did a lot of research online to figure out, you know, because of, he, he knew who Caesar Johnson because it was on the certificate. So he did some of that research himself. And it, it was about only three months before he kind of figured out uh, the a process of elimination based right. off of the age of the people that were named Caesar Johnson. Right. So, so he called, um, he called me that morning and said that it was about 10 o'clock and I was at work and he wanted to get my opinion on how should he proceed on uh, asking about um, 
uh, you know, my name is Joseph Wood, and, and, and so he was just really nervous. Right. Again, he was he's in his head a lot, and and we're there to constantly push him out, push it out of him. Right. Uh, so so it was it was a short journey. Um, but you know, he did that part of it a lot on his own because a lot of it was was internet research. Yeah. And uh, but we would we would talk a lot and and and, and talk about um, uh, you know I found this person. What do you think? And so you know, so he did a lot of that research on his own because it was it was a lot of it on on the internet. So mm -hmm. the first time you met Caesar mm -hmm. and his wife in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you recall that day? Oh, absolutely. What, what was that like? So we, we uh, got, he said, hey, if you're ever in Chicago, I'd love to meet you. I said, well, we'll be in Chicago to visit my, my adopted dad. And, uh, uh, and what he did know is I was also going to the orphanage. Mm -hmm. It's no longer the orphanage. It's now Catholic Charities, but it still exists downtown Chicago, a beautiful place. And we had an appointment to go down there to get records. Well, the records were still sealed, but I already found out the information, like who the doctor mm -hmm. was who took me to the orphanage and right. who the guy who was who found me. But also I could walk around and see the place that I was brought to and right. got there. And man, I thought we'd be there maybe 30 minutes. We were there probably an hour and a half. It was just so, because it, it was a transporting back to the place where I started. Right. Uh, the pictures on the wall, the smiling kids and nuns and their habits and right. ministers. They took us to the, the baptismal pool. Every kid that was brought in was baptized in that that pool mm -hmm. and and so it was just uh, and my daughters w with me and they showed me some of the records you were five pounds when you were brought here mm -hmm. uh, wow. you were in good condition considering the health and, and the condition that they brought you in you're adapting well to the other kids so uh, then we realized hey we're supposed to be meeting with Caesar so we rushed right. to go over to his house and man I get to the door and we're hugging on each other and I smile I smell ribs. She said, hey, yeah, I love ribs. We got some ribs in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love ribs. We got some greens too. I'm like, those are my two favorites. And right. all. We had a great relation. It was mm -hmm. a great mm -hmm. invite. And he just hugged and loved like, like we've been part of the family the mm -hmm. whole time. He was really excited to, to see this kid because the last time he saw him, it was right, five years right. ago. Yes, so. it, it, again, that's just an amazing story. Yeah. June, what do you remember about that day? The food. The food? <laughs> it was a lot of food. A she, ton of Ruthie food. cooked a lot of food. Yes. And uh, our girls were there, You know, as he mentioned, was there with us. Right. And uh, Ruthie and, and uh, Caesar um, wanted it so they wanted it so bad because, um, you know, when they met Joseph, right. uh, they just fell in love with him. And, uh, and, you know, at that point, they knew that Joseph was found and, uh, and, and they just included him into their family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just became a family and, and they talked a lot. Uh, but the food was the, the biggest thing, uh, you know, coming back to Chicago because we have other family in Chicago, too. So uh, and, and going to the orphanage yeah. and, and, and touring the uh, the orphanage and, yeah. and, and how they uh, conduct business today. Right. Uh, but it was it was very exciting for us. So do you recall the day that you found out that uh, he had passed? Mm. Wow. Uh, I, where was I? I was back in Arkansas, uh, mm -hmm. in, in Fayetteville, and I got a phone call. Uh, he had he had again gone into the hospital, so Ruthie mm -hmm. was keeping us up to date, and she called she called all yeah. the time, and and she said that uh, he had passed, and and it and it kind of stunned me because again that was my first connection, yeah, and in, in this world, if you will, and now he's passed away, so I mm -hmm. lost my my birth parents. I don't know right. where they are. I lost my adopted mom and, and now the guy who found me, who saved me, and now he's passed away. And they said, hey, but here's a, here's where the uh, well, uh, the arrangements and all, but we want you to come to Chicago and speak. And I'm like, 
I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. And, yeah. and that was an honor. Again, military, uh, he served our country and all, and just right. really proud in, uh, of him and, and his family. So, right. Uh, yeah. And I know since that time, mm -hmm. uh, you were able to mm -hmm. figure out who your actual birth mother yeah. was. So, so talk so, about that. So this past November of 2021, mm -hmm. every November, I'm very involved in a lot of foster care and adoption. Mm -hmm. I sit on the state board of the call. It's a non uh, Christian nonprofit across the country, but in Arkansas, I sit on the state board uh, and do a lot in, in the world of foster care and adoption uh, and uh, pregnancy centers. And I speak in a lot of churches and all about this. Every November, I do a big thing and as judge to talk about raising awareness of Adoption mm -hmm. Month. Uh, to thank families who opened up and, and said, hey, I'm going to give this kid a forever family, but also remind people that there's a lot of foster kids going into uh, the holidays who are mm -hmm. looking for that forever family. Right. Mm -hmm. right. But the last piece in this, this announcement was I asked and put it out there that if anybody recalls anything that happened back in 1965 around this time, I'm trying to find my birth family. Mm -hmm. uh, and at this point, I'm running for lieutenant governor and uh, I, I never would put that out there. I would do my own research mm -hmm. and all, but I had an attorney in my office. We were working on the contract and he just out of nowhere said, you need to, you need to just put it out there on and, and Instagram and Facebook. I said, I'm yeah. not doing that. And I came home and I told my wife, you know oh, what yeah, this dude are. said? We got a contract <laughs> to do that. She said, yeah, we do need to do that. I said, I'm not doing that. And mm -hmm. you, I did it <clears throat> and it just kind of took off. Next mm -hmm. thing I know, uh, Washington Times was calling doing interviews. Fox News was calling doing interviews. Family Life Today, big uh, Christian network called, and they did a two-day in-person in uh, television interview. And it just kind of uh, went viral. Next thing I know, I'm getting calls from people. People gave up their kids for adoption and say, I hope my kid has that same demeanor and, and, and expectation. I get, this is the best I could do at the time. And right. It was emotional because, mm -hmm. again, it was personal for me, and I didn't want to put it out there like that. But I also did not know how how far reaching it was that that many people who are in foster care and adoption would be looking and wanting. Mm -hmm. Well, I got a call a few weeks later. In fact, it was Thanksgiving Day. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a call. It was an email on Thanksgiving Day. That evening at the dinner, we get an email from C.C. Moore. Mm -hmm. C.C. Moore has a television program, uh, The Forensic Files and The DNA yeah, Detective. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She helped uh, Louis Gates with uh, the uh, search and all, because she's, she's America's genealogist. Right. She sends me an email saying, I want to help you find your birth family. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know who she is. How does she know who I am? Right, right. Well, again, because it had gone around the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we connected, and she said, I want to help you find your birth family. I said, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. And I, it'd be, I don't, you, you may not find them, and I'm okay with that. I just want to encourage others who are in this journey to stay on that journey because they're going right. to find some bits and pieces and all. Well, sure enough, Christmas Eve, she calls mm -hmm. and says, we found your birth family. <laughs> and I just, my mouth dropped. My daughter's there, my wife. And all I could think of was, Where's mama? I, I need to right. find her, let her know I'm okay. Whatever happened, happened. I'm all good. And I, oh, I want to, I want to sure. pause right there, June, and pivot to you. <laughs> what do you remember about that day that that call came in? Um, it was fast. I, th we, I don't think we expect it for it to happen so quickly. Yeah. Uh, because she just reached out to him 30 days ago. Uh, she had a team of people that, you know, because mm. she, she had a heart for foundlings. Yeah. And uh, so we were very fortunate that she wanted to take that on. And uh, but because of her interest, it happened really quickly. Right. Uh, so when we found out uh, again, I'm there. Aaron Joseph sits down and he gets the phone call. Um, and my daughter, my, my young, our youngest daughter is sitting there and she starts kind of recording the moment 
of yeah. when he uh, discovers this information. And uh, again, it was it was it kind of took me back to when he found out about the foundling certificate. Right. So, um, uh, but being there during those moments, those very important moments in Joseph's life, is uh, you know very important to me and yeah. our family. Uh, that he, of course, didn't have to go through it himself right. by himself. Right. Uh, but it was it was very. Um, 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 oh, it was it was it was emotional. Right. Uh, that he found out who his parents were, and and, and then, but when we, I'll let Joseph mention that, but when he ended up finding out again, uh, the added information yeah, uh, right. after she told him about his parents. So, so after you find out who mm-hmm. your uh, birth parents, parents are, yeah. and not what so, happened next? Oh, I, I was. I want, where is she? Where where, where mm-hmm. are they located? Are they? Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Your, yeah. Both your parents have passed away. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, so as fast as I was a, a, on, on Mount Everest and I come mm-hmm. crashing to the valley and wow, wow, wow. wow. She said, mm-hmm. yeah, your mom passed in 1978. She was 36 years old. I'm like, whoa, wow, that's young. What happened? Yeah. Your ba- dad passed in 2007. Yeah, your grandfather, he just passed in 2020. He was 99 years old. And mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You're the baby so, of So four. how old was your mother when she had you based on that capital? So I was 11 years old when she, oh, I was been about 21 when she had me. So I was the baby of four. Uh, so, so your your mother was was, was twenty one when she had you, right? Okay, gotcha. and I was the fourth kid, so you was I was four. A, I was a baby of four. Okay, so I shared with your viewers in the last episode that I was the they didn't think they could have kids if people adopted me, and so they. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. I'm talking about your birth mother. My birth mother. How old was she? She was, was about twenty one. So she was twenty one. Okay, when she had me. Okay, uh, did she have any other kids? And she did. She had three other ones. I had I got three brothers and sisters, and then I was the number four. So, so how has that? Oh um, my God! So so hmm. finding out that they had passed, uh, she says that you're the baby of four kids, and I said, "Whoa!" She said, "You have a sister who's a year older than you. You have a mm-hmm. brother who's two years older than you, and you have an older brother who's about five years, six years older than you." And do you know how she passed? Uh, just breast cancer. Okay. Died of breast cancer, real young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I said, "Okay, I got to find my, my reach out to my brothers and sisters." One of my brothers had passed away. He's two years older than me. His name was Jerry. Um, so in January, I write letters. I had to process all this. I couldn't okay, jump yeah. right in. I, it's just so right. much yes, going on. Right. Um, now my family was like, you just need to call. You need to go. I'm like, I'm, I'm going through a grieving. Didn't know I was grieving, but that's what I was, because right. of the people who gave me life are gone. And so yeah. now I'm just processing that. But I got brothers and sisters, okay. I wrote letters to them. I hadn't heard anything. A month goes by. All right, now I'm writing uh, emails, uh, nothing. Phone calls, going into voicemail, wrong numbers. Mm-hmm. So probably in March, April, I called back to the detectives and said, I got a bunch, huge family. My family tree is unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad was one of 13 brothers and sisters. My mom was one of six brothers and sisters. A lot of the aunts are still around on my dad's side, six or seven of them. Uh, fourth great, 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 great grandparents, I mean, on, in the records. Can I find some of their numbers to get in contact with maybe they, and uh, dead ends, dead ends. The very first of May, May 1st, two weeks before the, like three weeks before the election, mm-hmm. one of the detectives called and says, hey, you have a name by the name of Robert Sharp. I said, yeah, Robert Sharp Jr., he, he was like a, a cousin, second cousin. She said, no, he's your first cousin. He does a lot of uh, family tree stuff. I said, yeah, I've seen that in my research. You might reach out to him and see if he knows how to connect with somebody in your family, your brothers and sisters. I said, all right. So I gave him a call. I said, hey, attorney uh, Sharp, my name is Joseph Wood. I'm a judge down in Arkansas. I do a lot of family tree stuff. It looks like you do, too. We got some overlap. In fact, your dad 
Robert Sharp, you're Robert Sharp Jr., is my dad's brother. And he said, what's your dad's name? I said, Clone <laughs> Sharp. He said, we don't have a Clone Sharp in the family. I said, and I know it's some overlap. He said, we don't have a clone. How did you get into our family? How do you know this? <laughs> and so I started trying to explain. I said, I yeah. was found in the streets and all, and he had four kids, and uh, uh, one of them passed away. And he said, yeah, one did pass. And he has a daughter named Diane. He said, Diane's my cousin. I said, yeah, that would be my. He said, cologne, we don't have a cologne sharp. He said, Jabbo, Uncle Jab? <laughs> His middle name is Jabbo. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He said, hold on. And he calls my sister. And he said, hey, cuz. Just like that. Hey, cuz. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Hey, I, I, got, I got a surprise. I think I got your baby brother on the phone. She said, what? And he starts running through this story. Mm -hmm. He was found. And, and she's like, are you And then I started talking. But that's not how I wanted to introduce it to her. So I'm trying to be very careful not to scare away. But she, he's an older cousin, so right. she had to listen to him. Right. And, and next thing you know, he said, hey, I got to go to graduation. Uh, you guys exchange numbers and call each other back. So we did, and yeah. we spent an hour, and, and uh, Father's Day weekend, we got together, and it's just been a powerful mm -hmm. piece. In fact, this weekend, we're going to Mississippi to, to do a family reunion. Every wow. two years, mm -hmm. they do a family so, reunion. June, what do you remember about the day that he connected with his sister? Well, it, the day he connected with her, we were, we had one foot out the door because he was campaigning. That's right. Oh, I forgot <laughs> so, 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 I, so I walk in, and he's like, I'm talking to Diane. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so I, of course, you know, I didn't, you know, give him a hard time about we needing to be somewhere <laughs> uh, because uh, because it was just important. Right. But, you know, during the time when he discovered, uh, you know, uh, uh, about his parents, he was running a large county. He was campaigning and then he was dealing with the discovery of parents and right. a large family. So he had a lot, a lot on his plate. So um, so, you know, we sat there and we listened uh, to, you know, you know, Joseph's and Diane's conversation. And uh, again, it's just a lot of information because, again, he didn't want to introduce himself to her like that. Right. Uh, right. She's been receiving the emails and the uh, the um, letters. the letters. But, you know, during this day and age, you know, she's thinking it's a scam. If someone's calling, uh, texting, uh, emailing or uh, uh, sending you a letter saying right. uh, I'm, I could you know, about a, I could possibly be your brother or something right. like that. People just kind of look at that and just say, ah, I, don't, I don't know if I want to pick that up and go any further. But she did mention to him that she did receive the email. She did receive the letter. Uh, yeah. But Joseph was persistent in trying to connect with her. So, Joseph, when you uh, mm -hmm. made the connection, mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like that actually gave you some closure to... Huh. It, it has. It, and it's still, it's still, I mean, still they're calling me mm -hmm. and I, I'm the baby, you know, of the yeah. family. And so I don't know how to be a baby because I'm always the <laughs> oldest and all. And, and I figured out I don't have to know how to be a baby because the oldest will tell you how to be. And, and she does. <laughs> Hey, we're going to have dinner. I'm going to pay for it. I said, you don't have to do that. She said, I know I don't have to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I said, okay, that's what happens when you're a baby. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it has brought some mm -hmm. sense of, I, I, again, the identification. I think uh, those who are adoptees, uh, they walk through that. We all go through the identification mm -hmm. piece as, as our teen years, but we kind of know that's mom and dad. We know where our looks come from and all. Right. But when you're adopted, it really takes mm -hmm. on a whole different notion. My wife and I have been married 30 years, and some people say, 30 years? Man, you guys like brothers and sisters. Right. Don't say that. Somebody adopted. It may be my sister. I don't know, right? It becomes one of those. But, but now to, to, to listen to my sister talk, and she would get on me sometimes, will you stop that, Jerry? And I'm like, 
Jerry is my brother who passed yeah. away, but it reminds her so much the way I mm -hmm. look, the way I act, a certain thing. The, right. the relatives are already picking up and seeing the, the similarities and all, mm -hmm. the reunion. So anyway, it has brought some closure. There'll be some questions I still won't have answered. Right. Um, but we had that in our own families, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, where does some of the nuances of uh, relatives and all, but uh, to, to, to know I have, uh, to sense where I come from. And I will share this. I am been blessed. The people who, who, who adopted me, and I told my dad mm -hmm. who adopted me this, I said, you and mama couldn't have kids. And you guys wanted to go to the orphanage and get a little girl. And you guys mm -hmm. get there and you guys see this boy and say, I'm gonna foster this little boy. You guys gave me a life. But I'm so happy to be experiencing and finding the people who gave me life. Yep. And and without regardless of what what happened and how it happened, tumultuous, tragic, being abandoned, whatever it is, I'm here because they gave me life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You guys gave me a life. And then it's what do I do and how I've been able to have a family and mm -hmm. I mean I he takes me off this earth right now. I as know I've been as we get ready to close out sure. this episode, uh, just take about 30 seconds or so and tell us about the two books you authored and what inspired you. Yeah, uh, so the, the two books, Saving Joy, uh, this goes to you, uh, Saving Joy, it really <laughs> just talks about my story mm -hmm. of uh, what I believe at that time was my mother, a young girl uh, who just had a kid and, and crying because she's happy she had a boy but sad because she knows she can't take care of him, so she pulls blankets off her bed and puts them in a basket from her closet and walks through the streets of Chicago in the snow and ice and, and leaves them at an apartment complex hoping and praying that somebody will come in and get them. And so it kind of walks through that story of how Joy got saved. And, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Mr. Caesar, as we talked to your viewers about, right. Adopting Joy is the follow-up in, in this, uh, the Joy's Journey series, and it speaks to the story of the people who couldn't have kids and, right. uh, and decide we're going to go to the orphanage and foster care a little girl and get there and say, yeah, no, we want this little boy. <laughs> right. And so and that's the Adopt and Joy. Judge Wood, thank you so much for being on the show. June, thank you for joining thank us you. also. Mm -hmm. What an amazing story. I really appreciate your time. To my viewers, thank you for watching this episode of Self Made. And remember, without you, there's no me.